0: I'm lovely. I get to introduce tonight. You are here alone, but we have six people online and another two are on phones with us trying to get online. <laughs> so we have quite a crowd tonight. So I might look at you and I might look over here and talk to myself a little bit. That's talking to the internet people. <laughs> so um, my name is Jessica James. I am Dr. James's third child. I am number three out of 11. I'm also his clinical assistant. I've been working with him. Well, you know, legally, I'm only allowed to say I've been working with him since, you know, a certain age, but psh, heck, I grew up in his home, <laughs> you would be like, Jessica, help me. <laughs> so I've grown up being able to uh, be involved with the herbs and everything, and I love it. Now have you ever noticed how each family, you can have a lot of people in a family or just a few people, and everyone is so completely different, very, very different. Um, In our family, the same thing, you know, cousins, nieces, nephews, aunts, uncles. I have some that think we are absolute loons. You know, they love the medical profession. Their doctors are their best friends. And, oh, who cares? I lost my toes. He meant well. (laughs) You know, that kind of stuff. But I love having grown up in a home where we do use herbs and vitamins. I remember um, Hayaz, when we were young, before we could swallow capsules, Mom and dad would mix up hayas with honey. They'd have a little bit of hayas, empty the powder into, you know, out of the capsules into a bowl, mix some honey in and just a few drops of water so that it was kind of in, uh, slick enough they could put it on a spoon. And dad's comment was always, in you or on you. And he was very, very serious. <laughs> so down it goes. So then if you don't like the flavor of hayas, you learn to swallow capsules at a very early age. The way I would recommend for someone to practice swallowing capsules, cook some macaroni noodles. If you've never swallowed capsules, cook some macaroni noodles, put a few in your mouth without chewing and swallow them down. If they get stuck, that's okay, they're hollow, breathe. But good way to practice, unless you want to mix it with honey, you can do that, try it with Monia. And so Monia has cayenne in it, it's lovely. But I love being involved in this because I don't have to rely on anyone else to take care of myself. If I am in bed if I wake up one night and I am not feeling good, I know that I can sit there and I can think and I can ponder and I can come up with, huh, it's this. I'm going to try." And then, you know, whether it's an herb or whether it's something that I need to drink or, or something that I need to do. I love being able to doctor myself that I don't have to get out of bed and rush to the emergency room for someone to say, oh, you have gas. <laughs> really nice to be able to take care of that. So I don't know what Dr. James has in store for us tonight. I know that uh, he does often open it up to questions. As he does that, he's going to be asking questions, and I'll be reading them from the Internet. So please send your questions this way. I'll read them out loud, and then he will answer them. And then for you here, he'll also make sure we don't want you thinking that the Internet takes precedence. We're all together. Please ask your questions. And if you have a cell phone, if you want to put it on vibrate, if you need to step out and take a call, that's just fine. Don't feel bad about that. So we're going to invite Dr. James. I'm even going to clap for him. Yay!
1: (laughs) Clap for me. Cool. Um, welcome, everybody here and everybody on the internet. Uh, again, if I look up here, I'm talking to the internet. And if I look at the audience, I'm not trying to ignore the internet. Please go to health and weight loss clinic slash downloads, and you will be able to find some literature and some pages there that we may pass out here. Uh, we want you to be on the same page as we are. Now, uh, how many here are health nuts? Health nuts. Huh? How many health nuts do we have? I want to I want to have a poll, Jim, so we'll take a poll on how many health nuts we have. And then how many of you would like to be a health nut but not be have the reputation of being a health nut? We have six responses from your first question. Health nut. Okay. <laughs> I call us enthusiasts, health enthusiasts, okay? Uh everyone everyone talks about, you know, he's a health nut. And uh, raising my children, you know, they're health nuts. Uh, it it kind of gives a almost like you have a third leg or something. It makes something weird out of us. But we're not. What we want to do is to be healthy, to be free from illness. So uh, the subject today is health and weight loss. Uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about that. But what I want to do is I want to talk about what you want to talk about. Your questions, your concerns. So at any time you have a question, you just raise your hand or type it on uh, the messenger there that you're using to watch this uh, stream uh, this video on the internet, and then we will answer those questions now i want to I want to tell a little story can i can I tell a personal story i want tell a personal story you know i we went out to the outside of Albuquerque to raise our eleven children because I wanted my kids to have a different kind of lifestyle. I wanted them to have a different <clears throat> kind of experience. I was raised on a farm. And it was, it was a lot different when I moved to the city. It was strange in the city. It was people, I mean, you could drive up to places and order food and they'd hand it to you. I mean, that was a really weird experience. It's like, wow. All I have to do is just Go over there and give them a little bit of money, and they'll make me food. And I thought, wow, what? Is it? I mean, I was a real country bumpkin. You know, I thought, wow, I've got it made. All I have to do is just uh, drive up, and they'll hand me food. Well, I wanted my kids to have a different experience, so we, we have a a farm outside of Albuquerque. I want that's when we started. I think we had like seven children. We have eleven now. In fact, I still have children in home at home. Uh, there's 20 years between my children. Uh, we've had cows, we've had goats, we've had chickens, we've had pigs, we've had all kinds of things so that the kids could have that experience. Well, we had. I like pigs as an animal. They are intelligent. I like the way they interact with their babies. I like the way with they interact with each other. I don't like to eat them. You know, they're kind of, you know, but I don't mind raising them. They're wonderful. You take a baby away from a mom... And the mom will watch you. She'll watch you. And you take it off, and, and she's still watching you. You come back, and she's still watching you. You set the baby down in the pen, and it, and it has a different grunt. It'll go over to its mother, and it'll touch noses. And it'll, it'll, it'll communicate. And I think what he's saying is, he took me away from me, you, and he took me over there, and I didn't like that, and I'm better over here. And then she'll re- answer him. In, in a different tone than I've ever heard, and then it'll walk off and do its own little thing. And it, the mom's saying, quit your complaining. He feeds us. <laughs> and the baby walks off. Well, we also had chickens running around the farm. I like chickens that are running around the farm because they just they, they get the bugs, you know? They get the bugs. Um... And they're healthier. So the biggest problem is finding out where they laid their eggs. Once you find the eggs and you've got a big clutch of eggs. But every once in a while I would go out into the backyard and there'd be a chicken with no head. And you know a chicken neck is pretty long. And there'd be no feathers on that neck. No head, no feathers. And there'd be a a a chicken with no head or neck. a uh, uh, neck feathers. So Pigs being the garbage can that they are, I'd pick it up and throw it into the pigs. And they'd be in different places. And I'd say, what kind of animal would just do that? Because normally wild animals, coyotes, we used to have a heck of a time keeping cats. They coyotes love cats. I think they're Oriental. No, no, never mind. I'm sorry. Those that are Oriental, I'm not making a, a, a stab at that. Uh but Coyotes eat cats. You can't keep them unless there's a lot of buildings where they can get away from uh, the coyotes. And now, what? You now I've smelled skunks out on the farm, but they don't just eat the head. And it just every week or so, I'd find a, a chicken like that, and I kept thinking, "What's the deal?" Well, one day I was at at the pen checking at my sows and making sure everything was okay, and there was a there was a, a mama pig there. She's a real nice mama. Pig, and there was this chicken that was pecking at a piece of grain in her trough. And I watched the pig and I thought, oh. That chicken was getting pretty comfortable and stick its neck in there a little further, and then pretty soon the pig got its head and just holding on to it, trying to pull it through a little bitty space like that. Chicken that's this big don't fit through a little bitty space like that. And pulling, 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 then pop! And the neck feathers all come off. And the chicken, I don't know if you've ever, how many of you slaughtered a chicken? You cut its head off it and turn it loose, it'll run. It'll run until it runs out of blood and then it drops dead. That's why I never found it over by the pig pen. It would just, and which is sad, which is sad. But I looked at that dirty sow and she was sitting there real nice like, like, Okay, throw me my dinner. I got the head. Go get it for me. And I went over to the chicken. And I picked it up and went over to the sour, And I said, I'm taking this in the house. You're not getting it again. I'm not going to feed you these chickens. And I took it in the house. She never killed another chicken. She thought, oh, wow, head, neck, feathers. Hmm. He'll later on find the chicken and he'll throw it to me. Chickens will eat anything, crunch, 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 crunch. Now, I tell that story because I want people to understand that many times we're pecking at things, we see dinner, but there's something very dangerous around us, and we're unaware of that. I want to talk about six elements of health that are critical to our health. I I want to tell another story. Can I tell another story? She's not going to object, and I can't hear you on the Internet. Is, Is anybody objecting on the Internet? Okay, they're not. Okay. No, no. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> okay, so what, we, what, what started my quest, the last book that I wrote, it's Wisdom of Wellness. I was writing a book on, on missing elements to people's information about health. Because I had a, a close friend, his name was Bruno Griselli. He was a professional soccer player, man. He his he he was healthy. Even his socks were healthy. I mean, he ate right. He thought right. He he exercised right. He he was uh, the picture of health. Have you ever met anybody like that? Just everything they do, and it's not self righteous or anything like that. He was just a wonderfully good man. Well, I was young. He paid attention to me. I was flattered professional soccer player. I probably would have been more flattered if I had have been European, because soccer means something to Europeans. Americans, it's football. Well, he he paid attention to me, and he encouraged me. And when I was in school, getting my education as an herbalist, in fact, I got word from his wife that he had died. And I thought, okay, Bruno, the health nut, died. And he was in his early 60s. He was not real old. And I thought, well, maybe a, a, an accident or something, and she said he died of a heart attack. And I thought, health nut, heart attack. It, it just didn't weigh. It just didn't weigh out. Everything that Bruno had done was, in his life was to be healthy and to live a long life and to be, and, and to not hurt, not to have aches or pains, but he died of a heart attack. And I just, I just couldn't wrap my head around it. From that point on, my hair started standing on end. So do you, have you ever learned something and you just quite, quite can't wrap your head around it, so you just stick it in the back of your head to, for further reference, or maybe the answer will show up? Well, I've got a big space up there that has all these questions, and I put Bruno in there. Well, when I began to re- uh, write this last book, Wisdom of Wellness, it deals with six missing elements of health, six missing elements that we don't even hardly talk about. I'm going to talk about it. Six, I was done with the book, and I found myself, have you ever had an epiphany? This one hurt. I mean, it broke my heart. Because I realized, if Bruno had have known these six missing elements of health, he wouldn't have died of a heart attack. Now, if his number was up, he would have went. Okay, I, I believe that. But he wouldn't have died of a heart attack. He was the example of health. He dies of a heart attack. I just couldn't quantify it. It just didn't add up. You know how things have to add up? My mind's that way. I just I just I couldn't understand it. Well, I began to understand it. And then I realized that Bruno was the one of the driving factors that kept ta- pushing me what something's missing? Something's missing. What's missing? Why do health nuts die of the same illnesses that other people do? I know. Do you want to know? Do you want to know? Okay, number one is, and, and uh, I need you to understand number one is not num- number one for you, and number one for you, and number one for everybody else. Everyone's a little different, but they have all got to be participated in. You have a question? Only three want to know. Okay, the other ones, the other ones that didn't say they want to, do this. No. Number one is food. Nobody in America today knows what a good diet is. Nobody knows what a good diet is. You ask your friends. In fact, this week, you ask your friends seriously, what, what do you think is the best diet? And everyone will give you a different answer. Now, don't we pride ourselves in being smart Americans? Well, I hate to tell you this. Americans are ignorant. Now, ignorance is not a word saying you're stupid. It means uneducated, uninformed. And it has, beco- it, it, it has been a national problem. Every once in a while they say, okay, we've, we have we think people ought to do this. And pe- When I was a kid, I was taught the basic four food groups. We're still... I still get people, I'll say you have a good diet no i have a balanced diet and they're talking about the basic four food groups now we've got the food pyramid and that's the food pyramid the basic four food groups written by the agricultural i mean were written by the meat and dairy association it was an advertising campaign it paid off. well paid off but it was taught in school how would you like to own a company that school taught the children to buy your product Wow. Wow. Well, okay, and then the food pyramid was written by the agricultural department. What do you think the biggest section is? Grain, and it's at the bottom, biggest section. Now I don't have a problem with grain, but it's 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 not informing. I need you to understand that there is a right diet. The right. How many of you want to know the right diet? You need to eat what your great-grandparents ate. Great-grandparents. Our diet has changed so much from 100 years ago. 100 years ago, we had a good diet. In fact, 60% of Americans are classified obese. And we live in the land that has a tremendous amount of resources, money, but it's 60% obese because of these six elements. We're going to talk about that. The main thing is I want you to understand it. Now, on those people that are online, there is a handout. It's called Food Combining, Harmonious Food Combining. It's uh, in that packet. Uh, That is a reality of diet. Uh, For those patients of mine that sit in the audience, I'm going to hand you out another one, but you need to realize that on that chart is food, not food products. Food products, changing food. uh, I mean, if... If our dietary is changed, what are we going to end up being? Not the best health that we have. Okay? So, briefly concentrated protein, concentrated starch, and the neutral category of food have different environments. Concentrated protein and concentrated starch fight, turn the page over or the next one. Concentrated protein requires a pH between one and two. Concentrated starch, between and 7. When you combine those together, they fight. You don't digest them. That's number one. Okay? The rest of that is all food. Now, we talked about the environments for digesting food. That's called pH. And that's one of those critical things that we know about, pH. The pH scale goes from 0 to 14. We need to live in the middle between 7 and 8. Most people that come to see me in the clinic are down here around five. Mold, fungus, yeast, bacteria, virus, all of that grows in this range. Just changing your pH gives you a better chance of not being sick. Okay? Stress also makes you sick. I mean, it changes your pH. But a diet, an improper diet, is acidic. Now, another one of these is we've talked a little bit about food products. Food products. Now, what's a food product? You've heard the phrase good carb, bad carb. What they're actually saying is good starch, bad carb. Example, brown rice, good starch. In fact, brown rice renders one calorie per gram. You feel, let's say your stomach is 100 grams. You fill your stomach up with brown rice, you have 100 calories to burn, or 100 units of energy. Okay. If you eat Uncle Ben's converted rice, it is 400 calories to burn, and no vitamins or minerals, just empty calories. That's the difference between food and a food product. Brown rice is a food. Uncle Ben's converted rice, or any white rice, is a food product. Yes, question? We have an internet question. So oatmeal is one calorie per gram? Yes, it is. One calorie per gram. Okay. Now, you'll look on the package, and it'll say a cup of oats is four, uh, four calories, and you convert it, and it'll be four calories per gram. But that's when it's cooked. It's one calorie per gram. So don't get, be confused in, the, in the, the way they write it on the package. Okay? One calorie per gram. Okay, so do you understand what food products are? It's when they take food and they process it and they make something different. Like when I was a kid, there was an advertising going out that Wonder Bread, you no longer have to get kids to eat whole grains because Wonder Bread is made with fortified flour. You know what fortified flour is? Is they take off the grain, they take the outside off, which has 17 vitamins, okay? And then they add four. That's fortified flour. As, as a math question, that's really not much better, is it? It's going down in nutrition, isn't it? Yes, question? Another online, are fortified and enriched the same thing? Yes. Fortified and enriched. Enriched, a lot of times, it's advertising, Understand that. It's advertising. So enriched, we think, wow, it's better than the original. No. It's worse than the original. We can go into why they did it and, and other things, but they basically did it so they can get your money and it lasts longer on the shelf. Okay? Lasts longer on the shelf. Now, another catchphrase that we have is fat-free. fat free if I had a product and I wanted to sell a product I'd put fat free on it you see products that don't even have fat in them like broccoli or or whatever and it and it's fat free okay fat free this and fat free that and this is a, or sugar free you know those are all words that the marketplace responds to fat free do we need fat well I'm not going to ask you that I'm going to tell you we do now fat renders Now, we're talking about starch up here, and it renders one calorie per gram. Fat renders nine calories per gram. So it's pretty concentrated. So we don't need a lot of it, but we need some. Let me tell you, let me give you a prime example. I'm going to turn this page over. We'll come back to these six elements of health. Are there any questions at this point before I go on to this? Any questions at all? Yes. Because I'm going to draw a picture while you're reading it. You mentioned
0: sugar-free. What is your opinion of stevia?
1: I don't have a very strong opinion. No, I have a very strong opinion about most everything when it comes to food. Stevia is a good herb. But if you are using white stevia, it's as bad as white sugar. Because it's been processed. If you want to have something sweet, grind up the, the plant and use it. Or put it fresh in what you're doing. If it's white, it's still been processed. And if it's some brands, even say uh, things like new Stevia, or they say, you read the package, it's got stuff added to it. Other sugars don't buy into that. One of the things they'll say is, well, we've got to do that because Stevia actually has a bitter quality to it. The plant does not have a bitter quality. Their processing creates that. I like Stevia. I like honey too, sweetie. But the right kind of honey. And if, if you remind me all and we get have some time, we'll talk about honey. Now the brain, this is a brain for those that don't understand my drawing here. The brain is has oil in it. How much oil do you think there is? How much oil do you think there is in your brain? Come on, take a guess. Those that are here. Okay, let's double it almost eighty percent oil in our brain now if <coughs> if we are the sum total of what we eat and we eat a fat-free diet, are we not starving our own poor little brain? We are eighty percent oil now I'm not saying I'm not saying. All oils are good. That's not what I'm saying. Oil from foods like guacamole, avocados, wonderful oil. Nothing wrong with it. Now a lot of people say, "Oh, I'm not going to eat that because it's really oily." Well, that's crazy. That plant was created by somebody who knew exactly what they were doing. That now you shouldn't live on avocados and occasionally drink water and avocados, and that's all you eat. That would be foolish. But what I'm saying is we need oil. In fact, we need three to five tablespoons a day. I have patients right now that have neurological degradation that I have taking oil on the spoon. Let's name some good oils. Coconut oil is number one. It is it actually burns up oil. It actually doesn't even have nine calories per gram. One day I was wearing a suit, and I got some oil, <clears throat> some coconut oil dropped on my leg, and I thought, oh my goodness, I'm going to have to, gonna, you know how oil just kind of expands on your clothes? And I thought, oh, I'm going to have to change that. It's going to look tacky. I'm, I'm talking to people. I don't want to have a greasy leg. And I watched it, and it was almost like water. It just kind of d- dissipated. And what was good for me is I didn't have to change, which was great. But coconut oil renders seven and a half calories per gram instead of 9. Yes? Because coconut oil is a palm oil, and they say palm oils are bad, and why is it coconut you? Good, 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 good question. Thank you for asking. It's, let me explain to you what happened. It's a little bit of history. We've got time for this. It happened during World War II. We lost the Philippines and that's where most all of our coconut oil was coming from because we don't have very many coconuts in America, okay? The seed industry went crazy. Oh wow. Look at the market we have here. So the seed industry, the oil seed industry ramped up their production. Then they realized, you know this war is not going to last forever. So I'm going we we need to prove that coconut oil is not good. And they did. And that's what you're referring to, that test. All palm oils were classified bad for coronary artery disease. In fact, it was true. But you know what they did? After sifting through this, they hydrogenated the coconut oil and palm oil before they ever did the test. They cheated. They cheated. They turned it to poison first. Yes, they added hydrogen. They hydrogenated it. Now, a lot of people say, well, it's a saturated fat. Yes, at 76 degrees. If your body is 76 degrees, oil is the least of your concerns. Okay, you're dead. So at body temperature, it is, in fact, actually coconut oil goes into the digestive tract and doesn't even require bile salts to digest. Most oil... The gallbladder is what is required to squeeze some bile in there to to emulsify the oil as it goes through the digestive tract. Coconut oil is drawn right out of the the intestines into the portal vein and taken directly to the liver to be burned as fuel. It actually burns up other oils. If there is not a sufficient amount of good oil to fuel your liver, it makes more cholesterol. You have high cholesterol do coconut oil. So thank you so much for asking that question. Yes? So my family uses vegetable oil, pure vegetable oil. Are you suggesting I use coconut oil? instead? I'm saying the word pure is not your safety net. Pure indicates, pure means they can use hexane and other solvents to render the oil. Your oils must be unrefined. Must say unrefined on them. Now, there's nothing wrong with olive oil. There's nothing wrong with almond oil. There's nothing wrong with with uh, grape seed oil. There's nothing wrong with all these other oils as long as they're unrefined. Then they can be ex- uh, cold pressed. I mean, ex- uh, extra virgin, virgin, expeller processed, and cold pressed. Those are the stages. Okay. The oil that I buy actually says vegetable oil on it, so it has lots of vegetables. Is that okay? No, it's poisonous. Don't eat it if you don't have unrefined on it and it delineates what it is don't use it incidentally all corn oils all corn oil it shouldn't be eaten eaten corn oil in america has one of the things that i object to we've got are there any questions about these four that we've already talked about any questions there was one more online my- okay Your body will not lose weight unless there's enough fat in your diet. Let me explain to you why. Is the reason people have extra weight on their on their body is because the body's trying to protect them from something. In fact, Jim and I, Jim and I, sounds like a a astrological sign. My son-in-law Jim and I were looking at pictures, researching on the internet, and found some very dramatic pictures. If I had the projector hooked up, I'd have him show them. But it. It had pictures of bodies at certain weights. And there was a picture, I think, at like 128 pounds. The girl was in a swimming suit, and she looked, She didn't wasn't terribly overweight, but she had some extra pounds on her. The next picture was her at 140 pounds, and she looked amazing. Okay? Weight is not what we're looking at. What we're looking at is the proportion between fat or adipose tissue, and muscle. As I work with patients time and time and time again, I try to help you understand, stay off your stinking scales. Throw them away. Because if I give you a good diet with good oils and whatever, all the vitamins and minerals, the first thing the body's going to do is gain weight. It's going to grow muscle. And the proportion between... Well, it's kind of like this. If we use this cup to indicate the mass of a pound of fat, okay, this would be the mass of a pound of muscle. If you want to know whether you're making progress, get a tight-fitting pair of pants or a shirt or a blouse and use that as your yardstick. Don't look at the scales because the first thing the body's going to do is say wow, I'm eating regularly, I've got vitamins and minerals, I've got nutrients, I'm going to do some housekeeping. What's the first thing on the list that I need to do with vitamins and minerals? Grow muscle! It's the first thing it does, because it wants to change. Also, your extra weight has been added to you by another category, which is food additives. food additives, namely MSG. Now, a lot of people say, oh, I stay away from MSG, it gives me a headache. No, you do not. You may stay away from the word MSG, but it hides in all kinds of different words, like natural flavors, uh, 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 yeast extract. Uh, plant enzyme. It goes on and on. And those on the internet, there's a page that lists those chemicals that you need to stay away from that are actually um, MSG, hidden MSG in them. It all, this also goes back to World War II. It's amazing how we had such a, a change after World War II. I'm going to tell you how this happened. In World War II, the nickname for sea rations for the, the G.I.s was S on a shingle. It was nasty. They hated them. You've heard that term. It was, it was, they were disgusting. They wouldn't eat them. It was, it was terrible. Well, after the war, they tasted the Japanese sea rations, and they were wonderful. So, <coughs> the Pentagon. Can I draw a pentagon? The Pentagon, which gives a side for each one of the armed forces, the Quartermaster Corps got together, and they were, they were discussing how come, how come the Japanese rations taste so well. I mean, what is the deal? <coughs> we have to feed the boys. They complained all this conflict of the sea rations, so we need to figure out why the Japanese sea rations are so good. And they traced it to MSG. Now, MSG, monosodium glutamate, mono, 2, mono, 1, sodium, 1, and glutamate. Glutamate is is an amino acid. The way that happened is in Japan, there was a a weed that would come up out of the ocean called sea tangle, and they would add it to food, and it would make the food taste better. So it was a normal staple. Well, somebody in Japan decided, well, why? And they traced it to glutamate and made monosodium glutamate. When you isolate the remedy and give too much of it, it is toxic and poisonous. What this actually does, I'm going to turn the page and go back to the nervous system. In the brain, there's nerves, okay? And the nerves have a shape, okay? And in order to turn that nerve on, an articulating surface needs to happen. It needs to have the one that you can't see too... too, That's a bad choice of color. Let's do black. It has to articulate to turn the nerve on. Okay? Kind of like a lock and key mechanism. Okay? Well, monosodium glutamate makes a tremendous amount of those and overstimulates the nerve and then the nerve dies. So we've got Alzheimer's and dementia's and Parkinson's and all these things with nerve degradation, and MSG has been a major culprit in that, plus a fat-free brain and MSG. So that's the way MSG came about. I think what happened was the Quartermaster Corps, let's give them the benefit of the doubt, they wanted to be able to get the GI, the military people, to be able to eat their rations, okay, not complain. So they had a meeting with a food industry, and they said, look what we've discovered. So they, they started using the MSG for sea rations. Well, is an industry going to use something like that only for sea rations? It nat- makes nasty food taste better. My goodness. And that's why MSG, that's why MSG is used so plentiful in food products, because most food products don't have the vitamins and minerals and nutrients that we need, so they need another little thing to make it taste better. If you crave a food, it's because you're craving MSG. Another thing that MSG does, which is terrible that they put it in our food chain, is that scientists needed a fat animal to be able to experiment on. With a, they wanted to test this drug on a on an overweight animal. Now we don't mind them experimenting on mice and rats, dogs, cats. Think, you know, we have a problem, but mice and rats, we didn't, we don't care. So they would. They found that if they gave the mice MSG, they would get heavy and fat. You can't feed a mouse too much food. Their metabolism is too fast; they never get fat. But if you Give them MSG, they get heavy. Most everyone that has extra weight on their body that they can't get rid of is a derivative and has happened because of MSG. How many, how many, and I want to know online, how many volunteered for this experiment? I didn't. But what I want to do is give you the information to free yourself from the experiment. sad. We rely upon others to protect us. Okay? When in reality they haven't really cared. Are there any questions to this point? Okay. We have. How about online? Nope. not Okay. Okay. We have food. Nobody knows what it is. No, no one knows what a good diet is. The pH is critical. I truly believe that Bruno understood diet I think I don't think he had a clue about pH I don't think he had a clue about fats good fats and oils because he grew up in an era or he was at his prime in an era when margarine and and those type of things were in their heyday so I believe that he really suffered from this and MSG I don't even think he was aware of MSG so I think those were some of the things that were a problem for him. Now, I wrote this book, Wisdom of Wellness. It deals with these six elements of health. I've told you five. It deals with these six elements of health. There's a program, and it's been phenomenal. It, it's been so much fun freeing people from these, these damaging things. And the neat thing about it is none of these require me to be able to act them. You can do it yourself. That's why... That, we used to have uh, we used to have seminars at a, a hotel because I found I found something very interesting. Let me tell you the last one first. You want to know the last one? Nobody asked for the last one. Exercise is that a dirty word or what? Exercise. You knew it was a. Now, I didn't leave that for last because I felt like it was a bad boy. Exercise is required. If we lived 100 years ago, we wouldn't really need much exercise. But we're cave dwellers. We go to our little cubicle, and we sit down, and we do our little computer things, and we go home, and we wonder why we feel terrible because we don't, we're not as active as we need to be. Okay, There's good exercise, and there's bad exercise. The problem with exercise is exercise is acidic. If you've ever gone to the gym and you come home and you're just limping the next day, you're so sore. Oh, don't touch that. I worked my legs out. Oh, don't touch that. I worked my glutes. Oh, you know, that is acid. And I don't like acidic exercises. The best form of exercise, the best form of exercise is the mini trampolines takes a shock out of the system. It takes less time and effort. The only other thing that comes close is jump roping. Well, you can jump rope on one of those trampolines. And that it the rating for that is is awesome, but it's only just bouncing. If you want an awesome workout, you can do that. And it only takes anywhere from 3 to 15 minutes a day, 5 days a week. Okay? You go into a gym. Do we have any gym rats here or online? Now, gym rats are affectionately my term for those that go to the gym more than three times a week. I know people that go much more than that. Three, Okay, I love gym rats. But as you walk into your gym, if you don't use every one of those machines, you do not get a whole body workout. It's a fact. Just try this, to get on a trampoline... And just bounce, just gently. Put your hand up here and you can feel those muscles exercising. This exercises you to the cellular level. It stimulates stem cell production. Wow, stem cells. Those are free cells. Those are free. Those are cells that don't even know what they are until they find a damaged place. They hook themselves up and they become a lung or a liver or a kidney or a bone or whatever. We, we do our own stem cell production that way. It also drains the lymphatics. It it helps the muscle to burn fat. It helps the entire body. It is awesome exercise. The nice thing I like about it is that, without exception, all my patients can use it. From the gym rat to the person that just has a walker and can stand assisted, can hold onto a bar and exercise their entire body. Okay, we need exercise. Now, if you decide, "Ah, I'm going to do exercise, but I'm going to start walking more. I'm going to start hiking more. I'm going to start maybe do some bicycling. I'm not saying that's all that you should do. Increase your level of activity. A lot of people say, well, I'm so stinking tired. By the time I get home, I don't want to do nothing. You exercise or go to the gym or do something or go on a walk, you realize, wow, I feel better. There are two gears that our metabolism has. Only two. It's famine or normal. Unfortunately, Americans, most all Americans are in famine mode. (coughs) And the reason that I know that is that generally, if you want to know how many calories you need to burn to maintain your body mass, not gain weight, not lose weight, just maintain your mass, a general rule of thumb is Let's say you weigh 100 pounds. Okay? You need that many calories. At least. Okay? So it would be your weight plus half, and you add a zero. Is that hard to follow? Okay? So if you're 200 pounds, okay, you want... You got three hundred. We got three thousand calories to burn. Okay, that's a that's a woman's body. A man's body, it's a little bit more. Okay, now, what's a calorie? Calorie means a, a unit of of energy, excitement. Now, unfortunately, all calories are not created equal. White sugar has a calorie, but it has no nutrients in it. It's it's empty. Okay. Whole grain has calories in it, but it has a tremendous amount of nutrients in it. So you need to choose. Now, I have seen people eat very little. And they they either stay the same or they gain a little weight because their body is on famine. If you do not consume the right amount of calories, your body thinks you're starving. And without, without exception about 75% of the people that come to see me about weight loss issues are not eating enough calories. It freaks them out because the first thing the body's going to do is gain muscle. If you do not eat the right amount of calories for your body mass, you are on famine mode. There is a way to reset this. There is a re- way to reset it. That's not scary. Okay? <coughs> These six elements of health free you from poor health and the addiction of excitotoxins. I never really really thought that I had a lot of excitotoxins in my diet. I thought I have a fairly clean diet until I went through the program I was going to put my patients through. I thought, okay, I'm going to have to do this. I need to know what it is so that I can help people through that you know i i'm just that kind of a a physician so i went on an 8 week an 8 week program the first week oh my goodness the first week it was about a week and a half i lost my cravings i i, I no longer and i didn't realize that i had cravings i thought I was in control. Dr. James eats a good diet. And, and I realized, wow, there. And then, after in the second and third week, if I would get into things that were typical that I have to, to my diet, not in the program that I was using to cleanse my body, I'd realize, wow, that really winds me up. The first thing you're going to notice is freedom. Who wants to be free? Who? I, I think I don't know anybody that was. Oh no, yeah, I want to be told what to do and I want to be controlled. Nobody, that's not who we are. But we have no clue how controlled we are with the foods that we eat. A, a, a classic example. I've when I was a kid, they came out. Well, they came out with a commercial saying, uh, "Lays potato chips. I bet you can't eat one." Why do you think they were so bold? MSG. So I, And I didn't ever know that, so I thought, okay, I'm going to take one. I did pretty good. 20 minutes later, I would be sitting unconsciously, eating out of that bag, and then I'd catch myself, uh, what happened? What happened? Well, it was a chemical that wound me up. It stimulated the nervous system. It said, potato chap, eat me. And what you find in this program is that you're, you're not that way. You find out that the chemicals are calling that to you. To you. You're finding out that, wow, I, I don't have cravings. And yes, I do have uh, endurance. I do have self-control. I, a lot of people have none because of the chemicals. Another question? I'm so glad you said that because I need to. I need to clarify. This is not just about losing weight. It's about normalizing your weight. If you have a hard time gaining weight, you're the other side of the MSG problem. It's still these factors work for you. These still will help you gain weight once you embrace them. So there, there is a a, a, a small percentage of people that when they eat. Uh, excitotoxins, they can't hold weight on. Okay? Those are the mice that they they got rid of out of the laboratories because there were a few of those. Okay? So there is hope for you because what we're doing is we're reclaiming your body. Now, I calculated up some information. I calculated up how is the best way to disseminate this to my patients. How? How is the best way? And I found out if I saw every one of my patients, once a week, it would take me a while to educate them to where they could free themselves from those addictions. It takes seven months once a week. And I thought, that's just not going to work. I want people to know it as soon as possible. Incidentally, if you took seven weeks, seven weeks, one-on-one, and... And came to see me, which is fine. Uh, and my fees are very well, they're like a copay. You would spend almost $1,200 just seeing me at $35 a visit. Now, I'm worth my money. I'm worth my money. But seven stinking months, not weeks, months, it's just, it's crazy. Yes. Okay. No. And yes, I. if you want to gain weight or lose weight, if you want to manage your weight, you must deal with your health problems first. And the body cannot think that it's starving because when you get back into a normal diet, it's going to put the food storage back on you for your next crazy diet because it's trying to protect you from things. Okay? the MSG addictions have got to be gone. I had a couple that came to me and wanted my help. And they had, like, like I, had been on a good, healthy diet. They ate organic. They did this. They did. And do we need to go through the supplementation in the eight weeks? And I assured them, yes, you do. Because of my experience, it was very eye-opening. And on the other side of that eight weeks, they were so grateful that they had. Is there a faster way? If you want to be in control the rest of your life, I don't know of one. If there was, I would employ it. I think there's a clarification on this question. I don't mind doing the eight weeks. That sounds great, but I don't want to take seven months to learn about it. Ah, you're ahead of me, girl. Girl or boy? Uh, you're ahead of me. Okay. This was unacceptable for me. Uh, I like results. If you've ever been a patient of mine, I like results. Okay? So I just, I found that in a weekend... Two-day seminar. Two days. Two days. I can give you that information. Plus, I can give you the information to implement it into your life. So you understand the six elements. You implement it into your life because there's other factors going on. Other factors going on. This seminar, this two-day seminar, is not 1,050. 1,050. 490. What I discovered, what I discovered in working with people is that, well, I'll tell you another story. Um, the next uh, one is in uh, April? April, April? April and April. July. And those on the Internet go to that page, and, and you can see the, when the things are. Okay, I had a young lady that was working with me she had and, and it was one of those uh, aha moments it was aha and i thought wow it was it was it was a blessing she had been working with me she had been in a, a situation where she had been abused she had been in the foster care home situation it was it was sad and she had some extra weight and she had lost i think 75 pounds she came in to me one day and had, had gained it all back. Uh, and she was in tears. And I said, oh, honey, don't, don't worry. We'll get you back on track. And she says, no, you don't understand. So I sat down with her and I says, explain it to me. And she said, all of my life I've been a target for lecherous people. And when I started to gain weight, it scared me to death. Because it seemed like there was more, uh, and it broke my heart. Even even to think about it now, it broke my heart. So I realized that there's triggers. There are, there are triggers in people that keep them where they're at. Her mechanism was leave me alone, and we talked about it. She said, "I hide behind my weight," and I said, "Sweetheart." People can see who you are because you're such a wonderful person. And she says, it's still scary. And once we identified that, she since has been able to take care of that. I also had a young man come to me, and he had done a similar situation, gained the weight back, and we sat down. And because I had been aware that that was happening to my patients, I thought, oh, my goodness. So I sat down and talked with him. And we discovered that he, had, as a young man, had been starved. So he looks at dinner, and he says, well, it's, I'm eating early. It's 11 o'clock, and I'm, I'm not going to be home until 9. Is this enough food? Oh, my goodness. He approached every meal of, is this enough food? When in reality, he, real, he, he, he as we were talking, he decided, we can, I can stop anywhere and get something. Exactly. Exactly. And I encouraged him to carry his favorite fruit around. His was a banana. So he had to, you know, in the winter it was a black banana that he would eat (laughs) because it would get cold. But these are things we talk about on the second day. And we do it in a way that we don't expose everyone's problems to each other. Do you understand? It's safe there. In fact, as I'm doing this process, I can see those that have that, that, Awakening of, oh my goodness, I never knew that. And then once you identify the problems, like a cockroach. You turn on the lights and they all scatter. If you, as you identify them, you realize, wow, wow. And that's why two days is, is critical. Now, we used to have this at, at the Elegante Motel. I don't know if you know where that is. It's a wonderful place, beautiful. Chef's great. He was willing to cook with coconut oil and do it our way and, and do our recipes. But we found out that we had to keep training him and keep training him. You know, it was, it was very difficult. Uh, some, and they had, there was two of them. There was a sous chef and a regular chef, and one had Saturday and one, one had Friday. And it, it, was, it wasn't what we wanted. Because in the book, in the Wisdom of Wellness, we have some awesome recipes, but it wasn't translating onto people's plate. It was okay, but we wanted it to be awesome. So we have this facility. The reason we have this facility is because Veronica cooks we're able to do breakfast, lunch, and dinner of all the all the examples of what you may be able to eat in the in the program that frees you from your addictions. One time I was um, man, can I have three more minutes on the internet? Just pay attention to me a little bit longer. We had just had a a seminar and in this room there was some tables, and one of the little girl was sitting there. And she was crying. And I thought, oh my goodness, I need to go find out what's going on. And I said, are you okay? And she said, oh, I'm so happy. And I thought, whew, (laughs) she's happy. Okay, she says, I needed to drop some weight. And I was afraid to come here because I thought I was going to be nasty diet food. She said, the food's awesome. It's wonderful. What we are doing is returning back to our great-grandparents' diet. Because it's all, the, it's, all the, it's all the stuff they've added to the food. Food should not make us heavy. And freeing ourselves from those addictions is what that's all about. Now, my personal guarantee to you is that this is life-changing. Everyone that's gone through their program has learned something and been able to gain that control. But for those on the Internet... At 7.30, this off... Yes? I have people that would like to sign up right now. Okay. You have one hour. But if you do it within the one hour, take care of it tonight. I don't do this real often. It's 2.70. Why am I doing that? Why? Because I want to help. I have the answer. I know why Bruno died. I know. My own dear mother... <clears throat> Thought she was broken. She was another driving factor. My own mother carried a lot of weight on her. Once we came to Albuquerque, we lived on a farm. She was, was not problems, but as we began to come to the city, she, she blew up. She thought she was broken. She was part of OA, O Anonymous, great organization. But she thought, thought she was broken. She told me one day, she says, if I smoked, I could give it up. But I have to let that lion out every day. Sometimes three and four times a day. And then I have to pin it back up. And I thought, oh my goodness, what a life. My mother was victimized by these chemicals. And I want people to understand this information. All the literature that, it, that you found on the internet and that I've passed out here, share it with your friends. It is not a secret. Please share it. Are there any, any questions at all? Yes? Is there
0: a limit to how many seminars
1: we can buy? Good question. If you've got family and friends, if you know that Uncle Joe wants to do this, if you have a friend that you'd like to, to uh, extend this offer to, it must be taken care of. The Internet within an hour. Here, the people here, needs to be done before you leave. That extends to anybody that you know and you take care of tonight. I don't have a huge, huge seminar room. I try to keep it small enough that I can address each and every individual's questions. And the neat thing about a group is that this person will say something and then it like triggers something. Oh, wow. I need to understand that. And it triggers a response. And it's lots of fun. Plus, the fact, you eat the food that's what we're telling will free you from your addictions and it's done my wife painstakingly does the recipes. My wife has never been; uh, she's like pour a little here, take a handful of this, and that's the kind of cooking. It's been real difficult to get her to write a, a, a recipe book, but this, in the seminars, we actually she actually does her recipes, so it's exactly what you can do. I'd love to see you. Those that are online, uh, we have uh, 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 the ability to be here in Albuquerque, or we can make arrangements to stream it online. If there's no other questions, I need to close. I've gone five minutes over. Uh, The internet, I apologize. And those that are here, I sure appreciate you coming today. Thank you so much.